We're kicking off the series, He Said What? Today, I'm going to talk to you today about who me. Next week is pick up what? The week after is love who? And we're going to close out the series with do what? So you don't want to miss this series as we look at some interesting things that Jesus has told us to do. He said, what, who, me? If you have a Bible, you can turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, picking up in verse number 12. Verse number 12. Jesus said, when, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. And to that statement, we would say, you know, I agree with that. I mean, Jesus, the Son of God, lived a perfect and sinless life. He died on the cross of Calvary for my sins and your sins. He rose again on the third day with all power in his hands. I mean, he has the authority to say, I'm the light. I am the light of the world. That's a true statement. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then just a chapter later, Jesus said over in John chapter 9 and verse number 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. To that statement, our question would be this. Well, Jesus, what happens when you leave the world? If while you're here, you're the light of the world, when you leave, what's going to happen? Well, what happens is when Jesus left, the, the disciples that he left on earth, they were now the light of the world. And today, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are now the light of the world. Some of you are going, you're kidding. Who, me? Yeah. Y yeah, you. You are the light of the world. Just some foundational teaching here. When you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, God comes to live inside of you by the person of the Holy Spirit. Today, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God is living inside of you. The person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity is living inside of you. God is inside of you. So therefore, you are the light of the world. That's who you are. That's your identity. But now you have to begin to function like it. And here's what Jesus said about you and I being the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 through 16. He says, you are. That's who you are. That's your identity. At the very moment you gave your life to Christ, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, light your, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, the, 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 the thought that I want to run with for the next few moments is this. Why does Jesus call us the light of the world? Why didn't he choose a different, some different terminology or language to call us. Why did he choose? Hey, he says, hey guys, you are the light of the world. Let me give you four quick reasons why Jesus calls you and I, followers of Christ, the light of the world. You can follow with me in your bulletin and fill in the blanks there. Number one is this. Light is a guide. He calls us the light of the world because light is a guide. I think about 
airport runways. You go to an airport and they have runways. And on those runways, they, the, the run, runways are lit up and, and it helps the planes to land. It's a guide for the planes, especially when it's dark and they can't see anything outside those runways. They're a guide. The light is a guide so the, the, the airplane can land on the runway. I think about streetlights. I mean, what would we do without streetlights? They help guide us. They help direct us. Thank God for, for, for streetlights. We, we take this for granted. We get in our cars and we just drive. We drive at night. And we take for granted that there are headlights on those cars. I mean, can you imagine all the accidents if we had to drive around in the dark? But they put lights on those cars because they help guide us. They help direct us. And Jesus says, you and I in our neighborhoods, in our schools, at our workplace, at the grocery store, with our friends, with our some of our family members. Jesus says, listen, you are the light of the world, and you're here to be a light to help guide people to Jesus Christ. You're a light. The Scripture has a lot to say about lights. Matter of fact, this is really interesting to me. As I was studying this week, I was really blown away about how much the Bible said about us being light. I really didn't realize how much the Bible talked about it until this week. Matter of fact, as I was studying this this portion, uh, this whole thing about light, I had to whittle down the scriptures I could use for this message. I had so many scriptures I could use that, that talks about you and I being a light, being a, a guide for those who are in darkness. Let me just quickly share three with you. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2 through 3 says, See, darkness covers the earth. And thick darkness, darkness is over the peoples. That's true today. Darkness is on the earth. Darkness is over so many people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. God says to Israel, listen, nations will come to your light. You're going to be a guide and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And that's true for you and I, the church of Jesus Christ. We are guides for those who are in darkness. Isaiah 49, verse 6 says, he says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light. Make you a what? Notice that, make you a light for the Gentiles. God says to the nation of Israel, you're going to be a light for the Gentiles. What are you going to do? What's what's the purpose of the light? That you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. You're here to guide people, to bring salvation to the Gentiles. The Bible says in the book of Acts, in the New Testament, as Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit, he, he echoes the same words as Isaiah, Acts chapter 13, verse 47, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a what? That's us. That's the church of Jesus Christ. You're a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. We're here to be a light in the midst of darkness and to help guide people who are in darkness to Jesus Christ. So Jesus calls us a light. There's a second reason he calls us the light of the world. Number two is this. Light gives life. Light gives life. Did you realize that light is essential for survival on planet Earth? Without light, everything on the Earth would die. Turn off the sunlight and the plants would die because of a lack of photosynthesis. The plant-eating animals would die because they would no longer have any plants to eat. Human beings would shortly after that start dying off because we would no longer have vegetables and fruits. And we would no longer have the animals who eat the plants. And, and plus, did you realize that the plants 
they give off oxygen. And even if you didn't make it to elementary school, how many know you got to have oxygen to, to breathe? Amen. Now, we all know that. We got to have oxygen to breathe. So if, if there's no sunlight, the plants die off. There's no oxygen, and so therefore, human beings and all of life will die. That is how necessary light is to our planet. And friends, Jesus said to you and I, "We are light. Light, you are. You are necessary. You're an essential part of this planet. Without you here, everybody's going to die spiritually. I've chosen to work through vessels, through human beings, and you all are light. And without you, people will never find light. They'll stay in their darkness. We are essential to life. There's a third reason Jesus calls us the light of the world. Light makes everything visible. Visible. Have you ever noticed this? Think about this. Have you ever noticed that a lot of sin takes place in darkness? You ever know that? Reminds me of the old song, The Freaks Come Out at Night. <laughs> Ain't that true, huh? Now, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what you was doing last night, huh? You go to house parties, a lot of house parties, they keep the lights real dim. You go to the nightclub, lights are all down and dim. Go to the strip club, lights are all down and dim. Go to the triple X theater, all the lights are dim. You know how to ruin a good party? Just go turn all the lights on. Folks, get the right. Ah! Turn the lights on. I'm dancing with somebody that's got my wife. Ah! Because light makes everything visible. You know when I'm talking to people on the airplane or hanging around, talking to folks at different places around Oklahoma City, uh, I don't just talk about what I do. I just like to talk and hang out with people, and people are talking, and I, I just love to listen to folks. I love to hang around in church folks. They're just real and talking to me, you know. Hey, your name Herbert, right? Yeah, Herbert, man. Bleep, bleep, blankety, blank, blank, and they're just cussing up a storm. Bleep, bleep. Oh, I got six women, man. Bleep. Bleep, blank, 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 blank. But by the way, Herbert, man, what do you do for a living? Oh, man, I, I pastor a church. Oh, God is good. Yeah, I go to church, though. I go to church, though. Oh, yeah, the Lord is good. Yeah, God is good. Yeah, I knew there was something different about you. And I didn't say anything. I mean, all I told him was, I pastor a church, but it's amazing when there was light, there was conviction. I didn't say anything, but I pastor, and there was conviction, and I'm doing wrong, and I, I go to church, and because light makes everything visible. And the scripture echoes that in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 13 and 14, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. It's like the room. You know what I'm talking about. Every home has the room. It's that dark room. It's that dark closet where you throw all the stuff in. Huh? How many of you got the room? You know what I'm saying? And you don't want nobody to see the room. Uh, you keep the lights off in the room. You know what? Because if, if they turn the lights on in the room, I mean, it exposes all the filth, all the junk, all the clutter. That's what light does. It makes everything visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is what, why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And you and I, as followers of Christ, we help make people sin. We help make their darkness visible to them. 
so they can turn to Christ. Light makes everything visible. It makes sin visible. There's a fourth reason Jesus calls us the light of the world. Number four is this. Light is for seeing. Light is for seeing. Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, Jesus said, Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a bowl. That would be goofy. You don't put a light under a bowl because light is for seeing. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. You put light on a stand, not under a bowl, because light is for seeing. In the same way, let your light shine. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, you are light, but you have to choose to let it shine. You have to choose to function in who God has called you to be. You are light. Now you have to let your light shine before men that they may see. Everybody shall see. Notice light is for seeing. That they may see your good deeds, good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. When you and I show up at our workplace, neighborhood, kids' ball games, at our school, people should look at us. And they should begin to see our good deeds. And praise our Father in heaven, because light is for seeing. You know, people show up at people's church, and <clears throat> they don't know the Lord. Uh, I, I love to hear stuff like this. And they say, man, I can't believe that there are people working with my kids. I can't believe there's people helping out with, with my teenager. I mean, y'all, y'all pay all those people? No. No, they're just being light. They're just functioning who God called them to be. You mean, you mean I walked, pulled up today and there was somebody out that parking lot helping me and waving at me. There was greeters and, and ushers. I mean, y'all pay all those people? No, uh-uh, none of them. They're just being light. They're just doing good deeds so that we can, you can praise our Father and people are blown. You mean that's how this church operates on volunteerism? Oh yeah, isn't that all? I mean, people are just being light of the world. People. Say, so, you know what? You guys help out at Seaworth and you gave clothes to them at Christmas time. You're going over now this summer. You're going to do some landscaping. And why do you guys do all that? I mean, you guys are going to help kids at Britain Elementary School. I mean, what's the catch? I mean, why are you going to provide all them school supplies? I mean, does pastor's kids go there? No, they, they don't. Well, why would you do that? Why would you buy every single kid a unit? I mean, what are you, what, what's, what's the deal? Why are you guys doing that? The, the only reason is we're just being light. We're just having good deeds and people see our good deeds and they praise our Father in heaven because we're just simply letting our light, our light shine. Because see, light is for seeing. They would see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. What I want to do to close up this message in the next 10, 12 minutes or so is I want to talk to you about three reasons we cover our light. Three reasons we cover our light. Number one is this, because of a fear of people, a fear of people. Some Christians cover their light because they're fearful of what people who are in darkness will think about them. You know the little song, this little light of mine. I'm going, how many of you want to hear me sing? No, I, I didn't think so. And you know what people do? They cover their light up. They, they, Jesus said, listen, you don't light a lamp and put a bowl over it. And yet many Christians end up doing that instead of letting their light shine. And one of the major reasons is the fear of other people. Some of you have been witnessing and you've been scared to death because you've been trying to witness. 
trying to be a real light. I mean, you're trying to be the Billy Graham of your generation. You're trying to really witness. And you, you, you've been scared. Your, your heart has been beating fast. Your palms have been sweating because you're trying to be a witness. Underarm pits are sweating. Got to carry the old one around with you. Cause, and all you've been doing is putting invite cards in the break room about people's church. I mean, sweating. I don't want nobody to see me. And we cover our light. Hey, man, we're, we're going to go golfing on Sunday morning. Tea time today. Can you, can you make it, man? Come on, all the fellas, we're all going golfing, man. Come on. Can, can you join us? No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of busy on, on Sunday morning. But, man, what, what you busy? Come on, man. What, what you got going on Sunday morning? I got to go to church. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Oh, man, I got to go to church. I got to go to church. Uh, choir boy, <laughs> preacher boy, and, and you, you don't stand up bold for, for Christ. And, well, man, come on, after, after what time did church start? Well, the first service at 9, the next one's at 10.30, last one at noon. Well, man, why don't you go to the 9 o'clock, and then, then we'll get together after the 9 o'clock and go golfing. Well, uh, I can't, my wife, sign us up for the nursery. <laughs> What'd you say, boy? Sign us up for the nursery. And here's a perfect opportunity to be light, to stand up for the Lord. And oftentimes we get intimidated by darkness, and all darkness needs to see is light. Instead of standing up, it's our time to say, you know what, man? I go to church on Sunday mornings. I, I mean, I, I'm living my life for the Lord. I'm trying to grow in Christ. I want my family to grow up knowing God and serving God and loving the local church. And, and man, I serve in my church, and I give them my time and my resources to make a difference for God. Instead of standing up, oftentimes people get scared, and they cover their lights. I'm busy on Sunday. I can't really tell you what I got going and cover their light. You know another reason we get fearful of people? Because a lot of people have this, have this fear in their heart that they don't know enough. You know, Herbert, I would be a light for Jesus if I just knew more. I just don't know enough of the Bible. I just need to know more. And I could be a, that, That's such a lie. Such a lie. Did you realize that you know more today? You, most of you in this place, you know more than the disciples did who walked with Jesus. You know more. Can I tell you, the disciples in the early church, they didn't have any Bibles. They didn't have Christian bookstores, Mardell's and books written by Christian. All. They didn't have Caleb and 90.9 and Christian songs and Christian albums. They, they didn't have any of that. Let me tell you, back in those days, they didn't have any printed literature. I mean, they didn't have any of that. They, they didn't have any of that. And, and yet they were, they were lights for the Lord. Maybe most of us know way more than they. Most of us in this place, we're more educated beyond our obedience. I mean, we know a lot. And yet we have this, we have this conviction that we need to know more. I mean, can you, I mean, we, we got so many resources into, I mean, if somebody asked the early church, those early disciples, hey man, what do you mean by that? They couldn't say, well, let me get my palm pile, let me get my, my phone out and get the Bible up on my, my cell phone, let me get my laptop on and get online and pull up a Bible. They didn't have all that. And yet they were the light of the world. And here we are, we got the King James Version. New King James, NIV, New American Standard, the Living Bible, the New Living's Translation, the New American Re Revised Version Bible, the Ebonics Bible. We got all kind of Bibles, and we don't feel qualified to be light. We got, we got way too much information. And friends, listen, 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 you, you may be a brand new Christian. Nobody can argue about what God's done in your life. That's the greatest testimony you got. God's changed me. 
I can't explain it all, but I know Jesus is real. He changed my life. He'll change your life. Don't be afraid of people and cover up your life. Here's what the scripture says about this. Psalms 27, verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come on, be light. Be light. There is a, a second reason we cover our light. Number two is this, inwardness. Inwardness. We cover our light because you and I have a tendency to turn inward. There's a, there's a disease running rampant in every church. In every church. It's called insiderness. Insiderness. It's a disease. And I have a tendency, you have a tendency to th- only think about you and your family. You only have a tendency to think about the people that are in our church right now. We, we, we all just struggle with insiderness. And matter of fact, I remember when I first got saved, and many of you have the same testimony. It's amazing, you know. It's, it's just awesome when you first give your heart to the Lord. Remember how fired up you were? I mean, people fired up witnessing, telling everybody about Jesus. I mean, you're just crazy for Jesus. I remember when I first got, 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 gave my heart to the Lord, I was in high school. Man, I was, on, I was radical. I took my Bible to school. Man, they called me Rev. I mean, I was, I was on fire for Jesus Christ. My senior in high school, I was on fire for, matter of fact, I was so on fire. And, 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 and I wish this was still my testimony, that when I was between 17, probably to the age of 21, I probably read my Bible through four or five or six different times. I mean, just from Genesis all the way. I mean, I would just, I took the word of God with me everywhere I went. I was so radical for Jesus. One of my uncles who, who, who loves the Lord with all his heart, he said, man, Herbert, quit taking that Bible everywhere, man. We're going to the ball game. Leave that thing at the house. He was trying to calm me down. Isn't that true? Isn't it amazing how it takes church people to calm us down? Something sounds wrong with that. I mean, it don't take all that. Come on, man, calm down. I've been serving the Lord for 25 years. It don't take all that. Be lukewarm and dry and a fuddy-duddy like me. I mean, come on, I'm I'm mature. This is mature. I'm mature. I hang out with other Christians. I'm mature. We start saying stuff like this. We call it maturity. Pastor, pastor, I just love the Lord so much. <laughs> pastor, pray with me, pastor. I, just, I love the Lord so much. Pray for me. Pray that God will give me a job with only Christians in it. <laughs> I can't stand those heathens. <laughs> I'm deep. I'm, I'm deep, deep. Pastor, Pastor, are you praying about when, when we're gonna, when we're gonna go ahead and and get a get get our own gym, a workout facility, keep, just get rid of those heathens, Pastor, so we can be together as Christians. And, and there's nothing wrong with having a gym at a church, but for that purpose, Pastor, when we're gonna get some softball fields so we can stay away from those people, and we don't want our kids around them, Pastor. We're, We've got to get away. Pastor, as far as I'm concerned, you need to get us a grocery store, a Christian grocery store. (laughs) I don't want to be around those people. And we miss what Jesus said. Jesus said, you're the light of the world, not the light of the church. And we start getting mature, and we think we're the light of the church. 
And Jesus said, no, I never intended you to light up the church. I intended you to come get fired up and go light up the world to go light, go, go get it. When's the last time you invested in somebody who didn't know Christ? When's the last time you grabbed a Coke with somebody who didn't know the Lord? When's the last time you invited somebody to church who didn't know God? And if we're not careful, the longer we know the Lord, the more our light gets covered. You see, friends, we don't need just to come to church. We are the church, and we're here for the world. And we're not supposed to be building walls. We're supposed to be building bridges. We're not supposed to be putting up security lights to keep those people away. We're supposed to be putting up search lights to reach them with the good news of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, listen, you're the light of the world. Don't turn inward. You're here to reach those who are far from God. Number three, there's a a third reason we cover our light. Number three is this, lukewarmness. Lukewarmness. And if you're in this place today and you've been a Christian for a while, two years, five years, 10, 12, 20, 30, 50, 60 years, you've been a Christian. In your Christian life, just like mine, there, there comes periods in your life that you get lukewarm. I've been there before. You get dry, you get cold, you get mundane, you get indifferent about the things of God. And and Paul says this to you and I in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Then he says something really powerful. You're light, that's your identity. That's who you are. But now listen, children, live as children of of light. Now that your light, don't cover your light. Don't just light up the church, but live as children of light. And I just start thinking about my own life. When I've been lukewarm, and I've been cold, and I've been dry, I've been indifferent, and I thought more about me than reaching people. I was so focused just on me, 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 and could care less about the world who doesn't know Christ. I got dry, didn't pray, didn't read the word got cold. And and Paul says, listen, 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 live as children of light. Then he goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15 through 17, this is the same context. They're talking about us being the light of light in the Lord and the light of the world. He goes on to say, be very careful then how you live. Watch how you live. Don't get dry. Don't get cold. Don't get lukewarm. Don't get indifferent. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. He says, watch your life. Watch how you live. Don't let your light, don't cover it up. Don't let it get dim because listen, we're living in evil days and there's a real heaven and there's a real hell and people will spend eternity in one. He says, man, listen, listen, don't make the most of every opportunity right there at your workplace, right there at your neighborhood, right there at your kid's ball game, right there in your school. Don't forget that your light. He goes on to say in verse 17, therefore do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is, your light in the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 18, verse 28 through 29, he says, You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. And come on, if we're honest today, some of us need God to light our lamp again. Lord, light, Lord, I've been, I'm running on empty, I'm running on fuse, light my lamp again. God, I'm consumed and caught up in this world and just trying to make money and just trying to get a new car, new house. I'm just so consumed with the things of this world. I rarely think about your kingdom. 
I rarely think about those who don't know the Lord. I rarely think about how my life is influencing others. And God, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. God, I've been getting a little dark. I've been getting a little dry. And I need you to touch me, to breathe upon me. I need you to turn my darkness into light. God, I want you to remove the bowl and set me on fire again. Verse 29, with your help, I can advance against the troop. Isn't that good? If God lights me up again, if he turns my darkness into light, if he sets me on, I can advance against the whole troop. Bring on a whole army, and I can handle it if I'm being the light of the Lord. He says, with my God, I can scale a wall when I'm the light of the world. And we're living in darkness, and darkness is all around. And he said, Herbert, what's the real big deal I mean, just little old me, what difference can I make? What difference can I make in this world? Well, can I tell you, a little light makes all the difference in the world. Just just a little light makes all the difference. I mean, this room is huge. This is a gigantic room. And yet, one little small light draws your eyes to it. it. You can see it. And if we're not careful, as Christians, in the middle of darkness, we'll cover our light up. You know, you know, I would witness at work, but you know, I don't, I don't want nobody to make fun of me. Don't, don't want to. And we, we, instead of letting light shine, we cover it up. You know, Pastor, I know you mentioned about helping Britain Elementary School and 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 getting some school supplies for them. and, you know, Pastor, I, I want to let my light shine, but you know, some, somebody else will do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I know somebody else. Somebody else will make a difference. You, you know, Pastor, I know you talked about investing in kids, but and I'm busy. And, man, I, that's so awesome, the Wednesday night connection, and we're going to minister to people and get to know each other and grow spiritually. We're going to invest in teenagers and invest in kids, and, and so, somebody else will do that. <laughs> I, I'm really busy, Pastor. I'm wrapped up in my life, and I'm busy, and, you know, I, and we cover or light. You know, Pastor, I would invite somebody to church. I, I would uh, to tell the story of Jesus and how he changed my life and how he could, I, I, I would do that, but, but I, I don't really, you know, that's not really, really me. And we cover our light. And today we need God to set us on fire. That we'd be a witness in our workplace, in our neighborhood, with our family. That we invite people to church to come to know Christ. That we would serve like crazy, give like crazy, work like crazy, witness like crazy to make a difference. Because we're talking about life and death. We're talking about heaven and hell. And what good is it for us to let our light shine all through the church and not take this wonderful light to the world? You're the light of the world. And people will see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Lord, thank you so much for your word.